This is the Frankly Daniel Show, and yes, I'm the Daniel in the Frankly part of this enterprise. It's my weekly exercise of our First Amendment rights. Thank you for joining me today. Today's Frankly Daniel Show is entitled, The Body Growing in Your Body is Not Your Body. Hello, hello, and stereo. Hello, 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 three times. That Well, that would be surround sound. And indeed, indeed, do I, do I have a show for you today. By the way, the Frankly Daniel Show is 100% certified in ultra-mega broadcast on everyone's all-American radio network, that being America Out Loud. So you're not familiar with our upgrade from just deplorable or just plain old Magna certified to ultra-magna? Well, we have hapless brain-addled Joe Biden and his White House marketing group to thank for our new moniker. So what is ultra-magna mean? It's simple. We're totally into making America great again. All while Joe is still into making America bitter and divisive again. Or divisive, if you prefer. Or using his tagline, he's up to building back bitter. Now remember Joe's promise to America on January 20 of 2021. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this. Bringing America together uniting our people, uniting our nation. So just days ago, here's Joe trying his new buzzwords out on a fat cat Democrat donors dinner with an assist from MSNBC's new female flypaper, soon to be host, none other than our American Tokyo Rose, a.k.a. Jen Psaki. It's called, I call it the author MAGA plan. And the ultra-MAGA Republicans, the MAGA Republicans are under my predecessor, the great MAGA king. People have asked, where did he come up with ultra-MAGA? Where did he come up with, what did he call President Trump? Big, big MAGA? I don't know. Some, the king of MAGA? This is all. He, he, is, he is having a, a good time being out, drawing the contrast. And I think you will see many, much more of that. And, and that, I think, will be helpful in sharpening for the public what the choices are. Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. Let me say, let me say this carefully. I never expected the ultra MAGA Republicans who seem to control the Republican Party now to have been able to control the Republican Party. I, I never anticipated that happening. So what does the Morning Joe cast on MSNBC have to say about the ultra-mega upgrade from the Hillary-labeled basket of deplorables? Democrats are starting to get that. We're hearing the word MAGA come out of the president's mouth a lot. We're hearing out of Chuck Schumer's mouth, these MAGA Republicans, these MAGA Republicans. And then going on something you've been saying for a couple of months, just call them crazy. They're freaks. Because a lot of these candidates are flat out crazy. They are freaks. You look at what they're saying. They're freaks and liars. I don't know if ultra MAGA is going to work, though, because the Republicans are now saying I'm proud to be ultra MAGA. It's giving them. Well, that'll give them that'll give them 33 percent. Take your 33 percent. 
Is this the best the left can do, folks? My nerves already. Radical progressives, at least those running those daily focus groups and coming up with what they believe are degrading and derogatory labels, is going to win the day somehow in, on November 8th of 2022? Oh, so, by the way, which day of the week is November 8th of 2022? This is a trick question, really, because all national elections are held on a Tuesday, so it's going to be a Tuesday. But if you're into horoscopes, Scorpio is the zodiac sign of folks born on November 8th. Just a little trivia for you. Are you surprised that Joe never expected that ultra-MAGA Republicans would be taking over the Republican Party? (laughs) Come on, Joe. Who the heck do you think those 74 million voters for Trump were in 2020? From the Teddy Roosevelt bull moose party, perhaps? But at least Joe is ignorantly consistent. Joe never expected the strength of the Taliban or the sea of inhumanity at our southern border, or the 110,000 Americans dead from Chinese-supplied Mexican cartels peddling fentanyl in America without consequence, of course, or the soaring crime rates in cities across the nation, or the human trafficking and smuggling and human bondage run by foreigners, or the Ukrainian resolve to stand up to the Russians, or Joe's unique destructive ability to drive the American economy into a massive inflationary sinkhole. Nor did Joe expect the moral and ethical pushback from parents across America to the woke's evils including critical race theory, sexual orientation, and gender ideology lessons for kids as young as kindergarten. Nor the anger over mandatory face masks and harmful COVID-19 vaccines. Yes, so much for my body, my choice. Nor did Joe expect that his labor policies would cripple the supply chain. And no, he he still won't admit this. Nor does he likely understand that when you demand employers fire millions upon millions of workers because they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine, it leaves gaping holes in supply chain communications and workloads. And truck drivers, where did all the truck drivers? We need 80 to 90,000 truck drivers we don't have. And so what has the Secretary of Transportation done to fix any of that? You know, Mayor Pee-wee Pete? Or how about the pernicious harm done to our children by our teachers' unions, the ones that say they're in charge of our children when our children are in their classroom, which is really our classroom because we pay for the whole damn thing. And, and I'll, I'll stop here, because if I continue down this increasingly repugnant list of Joe's intended and unintended consequences resulting from his team's stupid policy decisions, we'd be here until the crows came home. And that would be a very, very long time, because Joe's in favor of eliminating cows altogether. You know, they, they pollute the air with naturally occurring methane. What a crime. And while I'm free associating here, let me ask you, why are we on a no-gasoline starvation diet? Perpetual California wildfires are pumping metric tons upon tons of nasty pollutants into the atmosphere. Likewise, the lethal bombing and shelling of Ukrainian people and their cities and the resulting explosions and fires are also spewing tons of pollutants into the atmosphere each hour of every day. 
man-made fires in the Brazilian rainforest. What about those? They're polluting the air. And no one, not even Hunter, told Joe that the Chinese are building, on average, two cold-fired electric energy plants every week in China. Yeah, they're using coal. Dirty coal, not our clean coal. They're using Russian coal. And yet, somehow, Joe believes that although we harvest and harness the cleanest energy on Earth, uh, Americans, all 330 million of us, should continue to sacrifice our standard of living to offset the pollution of the other 7.5 billion people. Joe, your ideology continues to short-circuit your three remaining brain cells. Our offset contribution to global pollution is the equivalent of walking into the ocean, any ocean, Joe, and using a simple syringe to withdraw two ounces of water from any passing wave. And by the way, gas just hit a new record price of, on average, four forty-three per gallon. Just this past Friday, May 13th, by the way, 2022. And yes, Brandon, you did that. Well, I want to share with you that I'm broadcasting today in ultra-mega surround sound. Well, why surround sound, you ask? Because the issues of and surrounding abortion are all we're going to hear from radical, unprogressive, fraudulent Democrats for the next 178 days until and unquestionably after the November 8, 2022 midterm elections. And if you haven't heard, we're a nation no longer capable of feeding the most vulnerable citizens among us. No, no, I'm not talking about the Democrats' usual marginalized communities of color, nor am I talking about those still recovering from institutionalized slavery that ended some 157 years ago. No, I'm not, I'm not speaking about those who are also laboring under the slings and arrows of environmental inequity and climate change injustice or the heinous inequity of systemic racism, white privilege, and white supremacy, or those who claim their four- and five-year-olds are bullied to the point of suicide because they're denied the use of their naturally occurring transgender pronouns. (laughs) Nor am I speaking about those carrying the cross of Jim Crow 2.0, those allegedly denied drinking water while standing in line to vote, or those driving all over tarnation to find a Mark Zuckerberg drop box, especially at the price of Putin's gas tax. No, none of these are marginalized populations of Americans I'm talking about as our next big, really big crisis. Instead, I'm talking about... Breaking tonight, growing concerns about the nationwide shortage of baby formula. The White House says President Biden recognizes more needs to be done. It says supplies are increasing, but hoarding is now becoming a problem. The president met with suppliers today. Is there any crisis more emblematic of what radical progressives and old man Joe Biden think of the unborn and the recently born? The White House and the nation's congressional progressives, a.k.a. Democrats, have been totally absorbed and hysterical over the possibility that the Supreme Court could return the question of abortion back to the states. 
or in my opinion, it should have never been taken hostage by seven men in black robes 49 years ago. Now, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he was able to craft a bill within a week entitled the Women's Health Protection Act. Now, what a bunch of lies just in the title. This would have advanced the law to ensure women had unlimited rights to an abortion. There was no need to attempt to shove this through Congress this past week. Certainly not at the moment, given that the Supreme Court has not even issued its real ruling on Roe v. Wade. And that may not even happen till June. So what's the big rush? Well, the big rush is, is that the Democrats think they're going to be thrown out of office, and God willing, they will be. God willing, in our votes. Boy, if you've ever had a reason to make it to the ballot box, I'm telling you, this baby formula stuff, it's just got to be at the top of everybody's list. You know how many people this has affected? Finally, we've got something beside gas prices and food prices that are really gripping people because this does get down to issues of life and death. If you can't find anything to feed your child who's got food allergies or any of the other anomalies that go on or early childhood years, ah. It, it makes me so incredibly angry. But the Congress and Biden, they're obsessed with any and all things involving woke politics. Well, thankfully, the bill failed in the Senate, 51 to 49. But somehow, not even the House or the Senate, with all their investigative abilities and resources, either knew the pending baby formula crisis was about to happen and ignore it, or, or, they, or they, they weren't informed by the Biden's FDA or other administrative authorities, you know, like that Secretary of Health and Human Services who's always so high on his horse when he testifies before Congress about gender-affirming surgery that we should be paying for and abortions that we should be paying for. This secretary has been too busy, as I said, advancing gender-affirmative care and all issues surrounding sexual orientation to pay any attention to Things like, you know, these silly things like baby food. I mean, please already, baby food. There is so much to say, and, and to try and do it without cursing, about this national baby formula embarrassment and the danger inherent in this festering fiasco that I'm going to try and cover most of it today. To start with, I, I have several questions. First, when did Joe or somebody with federal authority know about this plant closure? There's only two or three such plants in the whole country. So when you, when you TKO one of them, you technically knock out one of them, you know, that is bound to have an impact. So if you closed one of these plants, closed it down entirely, what would that mean to the national supply of baby formula? Or didn't anyone think to ask that? Second, what is it that they actually knew? What, what were they told by the FDA? Anybody that was an authority? Who up the chain did the FDA pass this up to? I've got to believe somebody knew about it. I don't understand how it didn't get to Jill Biden's, uh, you know, oversight or uh, anybody else in the White House, uh, Susan Rice, any of those people. What were those with authority told about the FDA's actions against the Abbott baby formula plant? Were they told not to worry? Were they aware that the FDA had cited the plant with over 430 citations? Yes, that's right. I mean, how do you, you not inspect this plant often enough that all of a sudden you run in 
and and it's got 430 violations. I mean, that's just unheard of. Somebody was obviously missing a lot of stuff. I, I can't believe a factory this big with this many employees could all of a sudden go bottoms up and, and everything had just gone to hell. That they, there are citations everywhere. Were people with authority, were, were they made aware of how serious or unserious some of these violations were? Was it a matter that, that someone hadn't cleaned the bathroom every day as opposed to every other day? Or that paper towels weren't replaced uh, and, and things like that? Or how serious were some of these violations? Uh, were they given a timeline as to when the factory was to be operational again with full clearance? Was there a backup plan in case the factory couldn't be corrected in time to avoid a nationwide a shortage, if you will, or forced rationing plans? What were the alternatives? Where were the possible stockpiles of baby formula that could be redirected to, to those areas that were out of supply in different places in the country. Do you mean to tell me? I can't. I mean, I get so worked up. Do you mean to tell me that the government couldn't find the resources and expertise in our America, the one that Joe Biden keeps saying we can do anything if we put our mind to it, to fix this frigging Abbott Laboratory issue? Did did the Biden administration purposely keep any information about this potential problem away from the press or the public? Are you and me? It appears to me that Cho and his defunct gaggle of public health officials, you know, all those Humpty Dumpties who've been sitting on the wall, the Dr. Fauci's, the Rochelle Walensky's, the FDA officials, all of these clowns, they didn't hit the alarm bell until local news stations began covering stories about shortages at the local Target and the Walmarts and the CVS's and the Walgreens and other big box stores. Well, the pandemic su- uh, fueled supply chain problems have been creating shortages for baby formula for months. But a voluntary recall from a major manufacturer, Abbott, which prompted the FDA to shut down that plant, amplified the problem. Now there are signs the White House should have seen this coming sooner and the FDA possibly could have done more. So what else, what else are we just finding out about? According to Politico, a former employee at Abbott's Sturgis, Michigan plant reported safety concerns to senior FDA officials in October. But the FDA didn't interview that whistleblower until December. The plant inspection didn't happen until January 31st. Then the recall happened February 17th. The Biden administration sent out over 480 million face masks in the month of January. Just like the COVID-19 home test kits, Joe is always, and I mean always, a dollar short and a month late. But Joe's so enamored with his new toy that being able to slam every problem as if the ultra-mega crowd is responsible. I mean, who in tarnation did they have working on this issue? Were these the same problem solvers that oversaw the Afghanistan withdrawal? What? What's a mother or father to do if they've searched everywhere and can't find baby formula? And those that live in rural communities, they have to be the most vulnerable of all. Joe and the Democrats have spent the last two weeks 
trying to scare the bejesus out of everyone in America that the Supreme Court, that nine people in black robes, that they're coming after their rights. They're coming after their rights to gay and interracial marriage, to the use of contraceptives, to the right to have LBGTQ children in the same classroom as straight kids. All hellacious lies, all disgusting, repugnant, reprehensible lies. Yet our sold-out press and media refused to call to call the Chuck Schumers and the Nancy Pelosi's and the Jen Psaki's and even the old man himself. They refused to call him out for perpetrating another scare-a-rama, courtesy of the Biden administration. But when there's a real problem, Joe Biden, he's no chicken little. He doesn't run around the farmyard squawking that the sky is falling. No, not Joe. Joe ignores or downplays the issue. Like, he's Mr. Cool. Like, Afghanistan really is a perfect example of Joe lying and refusing to accept or even contemplate any contrary information to his own preferred beliefs. Joe has perpetual brain lock or brain freeze. And the administration's response to a crisis, staring them face to face, with nothing more than a nose-length distance between the problem and them is to blame others and, and tell us that they've been working on the problem for weeks and that the president is using every tool in his Home Depot toolkit, which contains a measuring tape, a pencil, a toy hammer, and perhaps an emery board. They don't dare give him anything dangerous to play with, but they're all working 24-7. Listen to this next clip and, and tell me if this announcement Sounds like anything else we've heard from Jen Psaki. What I will note is that there has been work ongoing on this for months. The White House revealed some of that work in a new fact sheet today, telling the USDA to allow buyers paying with WIC benefits to use them for a wider variety of products, calling on the FTC to crack down on price gouging and ramping up imports from abroad while pushing manufacturers at home to produce more. So, like everything about this White House, their first instinct is to crack down on price gouging. As if every state and county in the nation doesn't already have laws and bureaus to enforce these kinds of laws. The White House has ordered manufacturers to produce more. Oh, really? Sounds like what they're saying to oil and natural gas suppliers, right? Pump more and do it now or else we won't let you any more federal property leases to drill for fossil fuels in the future as if we were anyway going to let you do that. If the White House could replace baby formula with solar power or wind power, I'm sure that they would try to do that. Yes, everything with this White House is about climate change. If it doesn't have to do with climate change, then Joe's not really interested. The WIC program, WIC program, is the government's special supplemental nutrition program for women, infants, and children. The problem is, is that there aren't any real substitutes for baby formula, and most certainly not for prescription baby formula. So loosening the restrictions of WIC dollars to buy other types of baby food, of which there's only one other company or so producing it in the nation, it isn't worth a darn. I mean, it's not like uh, potato chips are a substitute for baked potatoes. But here we are, in the midst of a near a full-out civil war over abortion. And if parents had three wishes, 
they'd all be spent on acquiring baby formula. Apparently, we're a nation very capable of making javelin, anti-tank, and armored personnel carrier weaponry, but we can't make enough baby formula to feed our children. At 11 months, Jacob Bowman's formula is still a big part of his diet. He has a very specific brand new Tramogen that he has to have due to allergy and intolerance issues. And lately, Jacob's mom, Shauna, says she hasn't been able to find it at the store. We have been having to look pretty heavily for it, I would say, for the last four or five months. Um, but this last month, it's just become impossible. But while the president has unveiled plans to increase competition in other consolidated markets like meatpacking, so far it's not on the agenda for formula. It's a good question. I have not been made aware of that being a concern here, but I'm happy to raise it and see if there's more to tell you. Republicans are pushing Democratic leaders in Congress to move up their timeline. House Democrats' plan is to have a hearing two weeks from now. I can tell you as a new mom, families and moms and dads and babies can't wait two weeks. The Biden administration is considering invoking the Defense Production Act, but first trying to ensure it would deliver the intended outcome. In the meantime, the White House is not issuing guidance for families on what they should do if they run out. Is there a hotline that they can call? Should they take the baby to the hospital? What should they do? Well, I would say those are important public health questions, but what I can report on here, what I can convey to all of you is what we're doing to address exactly that concern. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. Let me ask you, when did you first hear about this problem? Now, I'm a news hawk, and I didn't see this on my radar screen until about two weeks ago. Would you believe the FDA issued a warning not to use certain powdered infant formula produced by the Abbott Nutrition Facility in Sturgis, Michigan, they issued this on February 17th of 2022. They issued this warning on their government website, which we all read, right? But the disgusting fact is that someone in the Biden administration knew it was going to be a supply chain issue, and they've not only failed to start corrective measures, they choose to keep silent about it, believing perhaps it would go away and Joe and company could avoid any more negative press about their operational and strategic incompetence. Well, it's about time to hear from Kamala or Kamala or Vice President Harris. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to take a break, a very short break, and then it's time to come right back because every day it's time to come back and hear the rest of the story. And do I have a lot of important information? You'll be happy you made the time to come back in here. So hit the head, hit the fridge, and hurry right back. You know you're loved here on the Frankly Daniels Show. And I'm not kidding. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. 
Surely if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. So you can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly, acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products, toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers. Never did I think I would ever be rationing formula. We have been having to look pretty heavily for it. This last month, it's just become impossible to find. It's terrifying when that's the only true source of nutrition that your baby gets. Bone deep anxiety of, is my child gonna get what they need? Our babies literally do not have the formula that they need to survive. Emily Stanley had to take the day off and drive an hour from Lake Jackson to Galveston. It's just insane, like as if a pandemic wasn't enough. Now there's no formula. You turn the corner uh, into, into the baby food and formula aisle and it's just absolutely barren. We'll literally waste a whole tank of gas in a day trying to find formula and maybe only find one can. We'd probably drive 20 to 30 miles. We go to five or six stores sometimes to find it. There's not one grocery store in this town that has it on their shelves. And I would know because I look every day. There's family in Louisiana. Um, I had some friends in Georgia and Tennessee look. Uh, we have family in Delaware. I mean, literally coast to coast and nobody has found anything. Out of town friends are helping Emily too. And one found a creative way to send it. She shipped it um, to me in wine boxes because we thought if it was recognizable in the mail, we don't want, you know, people steal packages anyway. And then we had friends that lived in other counties that would check for us. I had to have one of my husband's best friends bring formula all the way from Georgia. How do we not have a backup plan to make sure that this never happens? Like your heart sinks, you're like, okay. There's something seriously wrong. What are we going to do to help get our babies fed? Formula is the only thing that's going to get Mackenzie healthy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Frankly Daniel Show. Each of these parents, mostly all mothers that you just heard, 
were echoing their worries, each of these parents from a different state. And there are hundreds and hundreds of mothers being interviewed by thousands of local TV and radio stations about the baby formula crisis. And we're going to be hearing about it for weeks to come because there is no fast fix for this. Now, they've been talking about importing baby formula from foreign countries, but the problem is, according to the FDA, is labeling. Unless you're fluent in French or in Spanish or one of the other uh, Romance languages, good luck uh, with uh, those kinds of products coming, coming to shore here. I don't know what they're going to do, but it is a major dilemma. And nobody deserves this dilemma more than Joe Biden. Unfortunately, so many parents have to suffer at his expense, not to mention the problems with infants, with crying infants. You know, this, this is the kind of thing that, you know, after looking at this so intensely for the last several days, you, you want to get in a car and go out and help shop and hunt for these uh, cans of uh, baby formula and, and then uh, put them up online for, for first comers, just because you, you want to do something that, to relieve the burden of people running around in their cars and looking at the, the Internet and Facebook and everything and trying to hunt down that one tin that will get them through the next several days. Like so many things, in 14 to 16 months with the Biden administration, we're seeing things you couldn't even imagine, the, the fiascos. That, that continue. Talk about the reverse Midas touch. Uh, I mean, everything that Biden touches, that, you know, well, we can't say it on the air. Well, there's no shortage of woes about this um, shortage. And when you look at the video of some of these parents, it's not only deep worry, you see, it's also festering anger. Now, I really would like to talk about some of the things going on with the Supreme Court and abortion. So I'm going to try and get through the rest of the story here about this um, shortage. And I'll try and talk a little slower. I, re I recognize I get a little overexcited about things and talk a little too fast. But during the break, um, news did come in over the Internet reporting that the baby formula supply in eight states has fallen under the 50% level for the first time, not only in memory, but in, in anybody's history book. Now, baby formula out-of-stock rates have eclipsed the 50% rate in Texas, Tennessee, Montana, West Virginia, Nevada, Arizona, Kansas, and Delaware. And Missouri's having a heck of a time, too. According to Breitbart News, out-of-stock rates in Kansas reached the 50% level as of May 1st, up from 43% the week prior. And the Kansas City Star reported that Missouri saw a similar increase of out-of-stock rates, climbing from 43 to 49% over the last week. Now, this report also noted that out-of-stock rates in both states at the start of the year were well below 20%. The, the Biden administration's incoming press secretary... I mean, you realize that Jen Psaki, uh, she's leaving for MSNBC. I think her last day was supposed to be uh, the 13th, uh, May 13th, uh, Friday, which is, it seems to be appropriate that it would be a 13th on a Friday that she would leave. 
But uh, her replacement, who's been with her through this whole time as the assistant uh, press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, she seemed to have no idea who was running point at the White House on baby formula when, uh, when reporters asked her on Wednesday as to who they could call to talk about these shortages. Now, here's the exchange that was reported. Uh, uh, Jean-Pierre says, This is an urgent issue that the FDA, as you all know, and the White House are working 24-7 to address. Yeah, I love that. They always say 24-7. And they've been working on it since day one, that kind of thing. Now, the White House reporter asked, Who's running point on the formula issue at the White House? And he says, uh, You mentioned the White House is involved. And she she answers back. I mean, uh, at the White House, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I could find out for you and get and get you a person who's running point, but I don't have a person to name. Very interesting. You could tell that they're all over this. Okay, the the incoming a person who's been there the whole time, the whole sixteen months, with a, a Jen, a circle back uh, the circle back Jen person. Now she she hasn't got a clue. That's just how hard they've been working on it, and they've got named people. They're, they're on top of this. But they're, they're on the case, as you know, 24-7. What, whatever that means, I'm not sure. I mean, we may be taking that as seven. For 20, 24 minutes every day of the week, they're on this case. Do you believe this press secretary any more than the departing Jen person? Uh, 24-7. I don't think so. Instead, Jean-Pierre assured reporters that the Food and Drug Administration was rushing to make sure the formula is safe because that is their primary goal. What malarkey. When you go months after a whistleblower comes to you to report unsafe practices, that person did that in September of 2021. But it takes you until January of the next year to inspect the plant I hardly, I'd hardly say that they were on the case, all over the case, on the ball, standing in the breach that they helicoptered in, that they uh, contacted the Mission Impossible guy, that they joined the 101st Airborne and parachuted onto the factory roof, that they used military-grade night vision goggles to stealthily penetrate the compound to document life-threatening practices. And then, four weeks after the inspection, by the way, they did the inspection in January. Uh, they dropped the hammer on the plant and the nation's supply of baby formula. And all of it, the low lead and even the high octane of formula, ceased to be manufactured at the Abbott, Michigan plant. But since February 17th, who knows what progress has been made to correct all those infractions? Very, very mysterious. Now, Karine Jean-Pierre blamed Abbott's voluntary recall of infant formula products, which took place after four infants were hospitalized. Two, two of them died, uh, though there is no proof, uh, there's no proven link between the, what, the formula, the baby formula, uh, and these deaths, according to the FDA. And they should know. Strangely, the um, White House cannot seem to get its message straight about who recalled the baby formula. On Monday, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that the FDA had issued the recall. It makes them sound like they're more in charge instead of the company itself calling for the recall. But somebody called for it anyway, and all these products were taken off the shelves uh, to be safe, even though they haven't been able to find one link 
between these illnesses, and the illnesses have not been repeated anyplace else uh, in the country except for these four infants, not that anybody knows or is aware of it. As As I've said before, if you listen, and you don't have to really listen that closely, you'll hear these Biden press secretaries go immediately, every time, every time possible, to the blame game. It's never the Biden administration that's dropped the ball. Not only is the shortage being blamed on Abbott, but the White House has come out and aggressively uh, blamed uh, consumers. Yeah, absolutely. First, they've already mentioned that there are price gougers out there, people really taking advantage of uh, the shortage. And, and next comes the what they call the hoarders, which is difficult to imagine since all the stores have purchase limits. But nonetheless, both Jen and uh, Jean-Pierre have called out parents who are hoarding baby formula. Boy, this is really immoral. I mean, it's okay to abort babies because that's, that's a woman's right to choose. But, you know, if you're hoarding baby formula, and who would blame parents if they were doing that? Uh, th- then that's, a, that's criminal. So you have to ask yourself, what's next? Uh, will A.G. Merrick Garland pull FBI agents off the domestic terrorist squad? You know, those guys that are and gals, of course, that are watching local school board meetings to ferret out the baby formula hoarders. Uh, this wouldn't uh, surprise me in the least. Now, we can't stop fentanyl from crossing our imaginary southern border with Mexico. But trust the FBI to find parents who will turn states' evidence and go into the witness protection program, no doubt, that they're going to turn evidence against other parents uh, with more than two tins of baby formula uh, under their pillow or under their mattress or wherever they're storing this stuff. Now, if you thought that Jen uh, Pisaki's departure for MSNBC and Corinne Jean-Pierre was an upgrade, (laughs) you are sorely wrong. And I can assure you that you'll be just as unhappy with Ms. Jean-Pierre's deep biases as at least uh, I was and you probably were with Tokyo Rose Jen. Uh, here's a little series of clips that'll sort of let you in on where uh, uh, Jean-Pierre is coming from. When you look at Fox News, Fox News was racist before coronavirus. They are racist during the coronavirus. Fox News will be racist after the coronavirus. So there is nothing new here. I think the difference is, is they have been, they are all in on being state TV for Donald Trump. And so they will continue to give them misinformation. Donald Trump is the first president to have purposefully had made has made racism the center of his of his campaign of his administration clearly so not only is uh, Donald Trump a puppet for Putin Putin's puppet he's also a puppet for the NRA Donald Trump is indeed Putin's Manchurian candidate I don't know where Donald Trump is wants to take this but it's it's wherever it is it's going to be dangerous it could lead to some sort of horrible civil war 
he looked really like a, a child, like a man child sitting there. Um, but it, it, it really goes back to that's why he loves dictators. That's why he wants to be a dictator. We're torturing these five, six year old, these babies. And just one other story, just one more story of the inhumane kind of nature and treatment by this administration. Every fear that we've had about Donald Trump, which is that his reckless and dangerous behavior is now a national security. Let's try to put it Donald Trump is just, he stands with, a, with, a, with abusers. He doesn't stand with the abuse. It's almost as if he's projecting. We know that Donald Trump is a liar. He's the chief liar and, you know, he's like the chief liar of the presidency and he never stops. Yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. Oh, it's really off key. Do you remember that song? It sort of goes like, yes, we have no baby formula. We have no baby formula today. What a sweetheart that woman is, isn't she? She's going to be terrific in this job. Nothing but hate spews out of her mouth every opportunity. Now, according to Joe, if you ask 127 Nobel Prize winning economists that Joe's always quoting as how to solve this baby formula uh, shortage crisis, I'm going to guess here's what they would say. Uh, You either have to increase the supply or decrease the demand. Brilliant, isn't it? Uh, Before leaving this baby formula night and day mare, there's one more issue I want to bring to light. Why wasn't I surprised when, on my smartphone the other morning, Representative Kat Kamak, C-A-M-M-A-C-K, Kamak, representative from Florida, I love that state, popped up on my Facebook feed saying that while Americans face a worsening baby formula shortage, they're sending pallets, pallets of baby formula to the border. Outrageous, but true. Absolutely have to share with you right now is the craziness of the empty shelves Biden movement and the fact that they are sending pallets, pallets of baby formula to the border. Meanwhile, in our own district at home, we cannot find baby formula. We literally are struggling to find baby formula around the country. Moms are struggling going from store to store to store. And then the stores are actually capping the amount of baby formula that they will sell them. But, and this got sent to me by a border patrol agent this morning and said, this is disgusting. You will not believe this. They're receiving pallets and more pallets of baby formula at the border. This was taken at Ursula processing facility where thousands are being housed and processed and then released subsequently into the United States. So think about this. This is what America last looks like. This is 100% what it looks like. Congressional Republicans are alleging there's no shortage of formula at the southern border. They say taxpayer dollars are actually using that to supply uh, migrant processing facilities. What have you learned? Yeah, so Republican Congresswoman Kat Kamek of Florida is on the Homeland Security Committee, and she says that they are launching a formal inquiry into this uh, after Border Patrol agents sent her pictures and videos showing pallets of unopened formula and diapers at the Donna and Ursula processing facilities. She says that those agents tell her even more shipments are expected in the coming days. So we plan to ask the White House for their response and more information on this at the border and discovered something that will infuriate you. He 
has been a Border Patrol agent for 30 years, and he has never seen anything quite like this. He is a grandfather, and he is saying that his own children can't get food, baby formula, for his grandkids. But he, as a Border Patrol agent, just took in pallets, pallets of baby formula for all of the illegals that are crossing into the United States. That alone should win the election for the Republicans. Kat's Facebook post was followed by an article entitled, You Don't Think Joe Biden Would Put Americans at the Head of the Baby Formula Line, Do You? The Democrats appear to have a special disregard for Americans, especially the babies they didn't get a chance to abort. I know that's a little over the top, but you know, there's a real anger mounting. It's like one thing after the other. All for Joe's bluster about helping American middle-class families, I can't think of one stinking policy that's really pro-life or pro-family. Oh, you say, what about the student loan forgiveness? That is nothing but tomfoolery. <laughs> Do you think uh, paying off these loans by uh, Biden doing some kind of executive order, they somehow go away? Uh, who, who do you think pays these loans off? Certainly not Joe Biden and not the federal government. By the way, I have to remind us all that we are the federal government. Our taxes will eventually, perhaps in your and my great-great-great-grandchildren's lifetime, our taxes will retire the debt. Besides, all that new money into the economy is only going to fuel inflation. You know, this uh, producer price uh, index just the other day came out and showed that inflation at the producer price area was 11%, higher than it was the month before. And even though this last inflation figure of 8.3, down from 8.5, looked like there was an improvement, there's hellacious inflation coming down the pike. And take a look at this May. By the time May hits in June, uh, we're going to see an uptick again, perhaps 8.7. Somewhere eventually it'll push 9. And and that people will, you know, they'll be screaming in the streets while they're looking for baby formula. Now, you know, Joe's hoping to change the country's demographics as a stated goal of Democrats in the media, by the way. Biden's flooding this country with the illegal immigrants a record number of them, even as he spends another $40 billion to protect the Ukrainian border. Now, I'm all for helping the Ukrainians. But when you take a look at this baby formula problem, which is really not about money, it's about supply. Nobody's making this stuff. But now, according to this congresswoman here in Florida, people who have no business, zero business, they have no asylum claim. This whole thing is just malarkey. No business being in our country. They're receiving the baby formula countless American mothers can't find for their own babies. There's something totally screwed up with this. I mean, it just it can't be more crazy. Now, on social media, Cat uh, uh, went ahead and she posted all those photographic uh, evidences of the border deliveries from the Border Patrol agent that she was in, in, in contact with, both on her Twitter and Facebook accounts. Once, once again, her last name is C-A-M-M-A-C-K, Kat, K-A-T. By the way, um, reports of um, 
these kinds of pallets of supplies coming in are happening all across the border, not just in this one area in Texas. So there's a lot of baby formula out there. And well, it should be. I understand that's that, that the government has taken this on now to have an ollie-ollie entry into the country, so they've got to do something. But, you know, how screwed up is this to where you've got Homeland Security? What an oxymoron. Homeland Security procuring baby formula and taking supplies off the shelves that American mothers can't buy for their own infants when there's a dearth of product out there. Just makes you just want to jump off of furniture, you know? Well, unquestionably, I got carried away today, and I didn't get to the topic I really wanted to get to today. And So allow me to ask you, in these few minutes that we still have left, is abortion a big issue with you? Perhaps it isn't, and perhaps it is. I don't know. Unquestionably, there are few issues before the collective American conscious that are more incendiary, more ethically and morally divisive, or divisive, depending on how you want to say that, or more hysterically expressed and fought over than the so-called mythical right to abort a living being somehow found in our Constitution. Although you can't find those words anywhere, nothing even close to it. And be it God, for whatever his reasons, created the process and gift of human procreation in a manner that really honors a woman as the sole home of a conceived human life, hopefully for the first nine months, and then hopefully for the healthy existence of that child thereafter, attached by bonds of love for many, many more years to come. And don't ever think or believe for a second that the precious life therein contained in the security of a woman's womb is anything other than a human life with a God-given soul. I, for one, am thankful that your mothers loved you enough to carry you and birth you and care for you and love you thereafter. And hopefully they all did. I know that's not always true. But I hope that it is. And going forward, I hope that it is. And I'm thankful that you've been here today with me again for another journey down one of the many trials and tribulations of the Biden administration. I suppose statements of this sort that I've just made define my my position on each new life. I, I mean, I'm most certainly at extreme odds with politicians and the over-the-top activists who demand unmitigated, unfettered snuff stories somehow told us heroic rights of one sex to terminate life with a callous detaching chants accompanied by my body, my choice. It certainly didn't work that way, by the way, with the vaccines. I'm sure most of you remember that. I believe God honored women with sacred responsibilities to conceive, nourish, grow, and, and birth a child into God's earthly creation, this planet we call our world, our home. For the Christians among us, lest we forget, God the Father didn't hold his family above this very process of conception, birth, life, and eventually death. As some would say, he allegedly sent his only human son, Jesus, to earth via the Blessed Mother Mary's womb to be born among us in the same manner by which we've all arrived here. I know, I know. This view is very Christian of me. But... 
I would say that all the great religions have their saints and prophets arriving here on earth in exactly the same manner. As a longtime student of history, I'd hardly be the first to wonder what our world would look like today if those storied historical giants such as King David and his son, King Solomon, or even our own George Washington and Thomas Jefferson had been aborted instead of living to fulfill their potential. Yes, what if their lives were never lived? Of course, the counterpoint in asking is, what if Hitler or Stalin, or even more recently Vladimir Putin, had never seen the light outside of their mother's womb? Why God or whoever you come to call your supreme deity, why they chose to set humanity up with both good and evil people, is well beyond my comprehension. I, I have to trust the Lord has a purpose, and knowing it has little to do with my stand against unlimited, radical, progressive-styled abortion. I do look forward to talking with you about this next week, and I promise not to get too preachy about the whole thing. I have some very good constitutional arguments that I really would like to discuss with you. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate your ear. While you're in the store, if you happen to run across one tin of baby formula, please pick it up for a neighbor. I'm Daniel Francis Baranowski, and you've been listening to The Frankly Daniel Show.